Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the sip list, the podcast where we drink. Blah, 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 blah. That's going to be an edit if you're watching live. You, blah, 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 blah. I, I am having, I, I will say, I am having a severe problem right now screwing up my words. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Um, it's either I mess up what I'm trying to say or I know the word that I want to say, but. I can't get it out. Like I can't, like it won't go from my brain to my mouth. It's like your brain is working faster than your mouth can. Well, it concerns me a lot. I don't care for it because I try to keep my brain sharp because Alzheimer's is big in my family. I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Am I anyway? Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a real thing lately. So anyway, this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things and in case you didn't recognize that beautiful voice since you can't see her face that's shanna say hi shanna hello everybody what's happening with you not much just hanging out with you and gonna talk about our favorite subject yeah i am uh i am pretty pretty excited but also, this was so difficult, and um, we're actually doing a top 10 today because there was no fucking way I could make this a five. So Me either. Um, why will this thing not let me copy a link? Is that, I'm, I'm having technical issues because I was trying to uh, show it. Oh, there it is. Cool. All right. So, we are here today um, to count down... Our top 10 favorite Taylor Swift songs. Um, I know about anybody else, but I am having some serious, serious Swifty FOMO right now. Um, I wanted tickets to the Eras tour, couldn't get them. And then I just seeing all the TikToks and talking to people that have gone. Um, I do have a shirt my friend got me when he went to shoot photos. So thanks, Scott. But man, I'm just like, I'm trying to live vicariously through these people on TikTok, but I'm just bummed out that I didn't get to go. So, yeah. you know, but they're still stupid expensive. They're ridiculous. And, you know, so she was just here in Arlington. She had three nights and I thought about just going down there and maybe if it's real close to the show, be able to get one. But 
I've since seen TikToks of people that tried to do that and still couldn't. And I mean, the cheapest tickets are like $400. Yeah. So I just. And we kind of I talked about it before, too, that, you know, it sucks that your ability to enjoy live music should not be based on your ability to pay exorbitant amounts of money to experience it. Like I get paying, you know, top dollar for like front row seats and stuff. Cause when we were younger, that's what you did. The better seats, you know, were like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks to get like, you know, floor center and, you know, right. the farther back you went, but even the nosebleeds are yeah. you know, people's rent payments. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I definitely not hating on Taylor here because that's really honestly not even in her control. Right. Um, now could she potentially with her own money be like, Hey, I want to do something, you know, she could, but when it comes to what, people are um charging and what you have to pay and there's so many people that you have to pay for this shit and people don't yeah. realize it so anyway and um, i will be 100 percent transparent if i had the finances and finances were not an issue like i feel like her concert is one i would fork out money like do yes. top dollar for i think just the overall experience of it it's not just someone who stands up there and plays music it's an right. all can like it's it's a whole experience so i definitely feel like it would be worth the money if you had it to pay and that's what everybody's been saying that it is like this whole big giant experience and you know i've seen costumes and and this and that or whatever um so yeah it looks like it would be a lot of fun and I'm hoping once the tour is over, they'll do what they did with Reputation and just put one of the concerts out on Facebook. But um, or not Facebook, Jesus. See, I'm telling you, what is wrong with me? <laughs> You're Netflix. living life. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Woo. So anyway, and I'm not even drunk yet, y'all. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, are you sipping on anything right I now? I am drinking out of my circle bottle. I have grape flavor in there. What's a circle bottle? It's one of those bottles, sponsors, if you want circle. Um, it's, it yeah. has little flavor cartridges in it, and it flavors the water however minimally or, you know, how strong you want it based on a dial. And it's a reusable nice. water bottle. and. Like, you can get, I think there's, like, 50 or 60 different flavors you can get. So, it's it's pretty delicious. That's cool. Dre is asking, are we doing top 10 for all artists? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to come on the sip list and do a top 10, I'm sure we can. Um, you know, I mean, like, for Michael Jackson, I'd probably need a top 10. For like, sure. You know, so... It just, there's some artists that it's just hard to, and especially Taylor Swift, which we're going to talk about um, in a minute. And I know, I know, Dre, you don't like Taylor Swift. So I, I made him listen to some for an episode of Maniacal Music Musings. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate everyone that did that for my birthday episode. I appreciate you guys listening to Taylor and not trying to appreciate it at all. That was really fun. I was in on that one too. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Top 10 MC Hammer songs. Dre, if you could name more than five, then okay. In fact, I can only name like three. I can right only now. name three. Pray, <laughs> Too Legit, and Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. <laughs> too Legit to Quit. I was my favorite because I loved doing that. Um, I say yeah. we pray. 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 That was a good one, pray. too. You've got Dude. to pray if you want to make it today. <laughs> Dude could get down for sure. Um, so I am drinking some Topo Chico hard seltzer and this exotic pineapple. So, is it coconutty or is it just pineapple-y for? No, it's just pineapple-y. Hmm. Um, I, I could probably get on board with that. I I like tropical when it's not coconut heavy. Yeah, yeah. Because then don't... it tastes like suntan or suntan lotion <laughs> smells to me. See, I don't mind that, but if. If you feel that way, definitely don't get the ocean water flavor of the Sonic Seltzers. It tastes exactly like coconut. And mm -hmm. I like coconut, but, you know, I went to Sonic. I've gone to Sonic my entire life. I'm from Oklahoma. And I would never remember ocean water tasting that coconutty. Um, when you get the little anyway. water packets, too, like the water, like the little pouches, of, you know, like the powder. Yeah. Things that you, the coconut water. Or the ocean water. My daughter loves it, and it is very coconut heavy. And I'm like, this tastes like I'm sniffing Malibu Barbie. <laughs> well, hey, Malibu Barbie is on my on my short list for who I plan to dress up as going to the Barbie movie. Speaking nice. of nice, <laughs> and maybe for Halloween too. You know, this Halloween is going to be lit with all these Barbie costumes. Oh, for like, sure. I, I'm excited. I'm what probably going to really... go as buffet Barbie. <laughs> Have her wear a Golden Corral t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and like have like a big purse. Like Ziploc awesome. bags sticking out of it. Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Napkins and shit, yeah. Uh, oh, mine would be stuffed with rolls for sure. Yeah. I, but you I gotta have napkins I, to wrap them in. That's true. I can't believe I ever ate at Golden Corral. Like buffets are not my thing anymore. I'm, I'll say it. I'm too bougie for buffets. I'll eat them when we go on vacation, but they're just not my jam, but. Golden I think Corral's it's because rolls. when we, yeah, I think it's because now that we're older, we're like, kids sneeze on that. And, mm -hmm. and like, like when you're a kid, not, you drink out of water hoses and yeah. play with earthworms on the dirt. And when we're adults, we're like carrying hand sanitizer in our bags and, you know, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, let me have you, your kids sneeze on my pizza while you chain smoke in the back room. Well, well don't get you. me started on the ball pit. Oh, God. That, for me, growing up, was always um, a fear of mine. Like, you know how you have irrational fears? One of mine as a small child was that I would suffocate inside one of those ball pits. Like, I would drown and it wouldn't be able to get out and I would die. <laughs> oh. See, you know what freaks me out more than those, the ball pits? Are those styrofoam pits that people dive into. Yes. Because yes. those, like... That's a much more porous surface. So mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, there's. I, mm, you could yeah. suffocate in there. Yeah. New fear unlocked. We we took, we had a birthday party for my daughter once at like a trampoline place and they had one of those. And I was like, oh, this looks fun. Let me jump into it. And then I could not get out. I had yes. to have assistance getting out of it. And I was like, man, I am fucking old. I watched a video, I think it was on TikTok, where someone had dove in, and then they had to have people pull them out by their arms, yeah. and then their pants slid off because it got caught <gasps> on the edge. 
Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I I felt super fat and old when that happened to me. I was like, man, this I can't even play anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, before we get to our top ten Swifty songs, we are going to do a sip libs. Woohoo! And this one is called "An Animal and His Owner," and this case going to be an animal and her owner. Um, and that, uh, oh my Jesus Christ, oh my God, thank God for editing. Uh, we know how much Swifty loves her cats. I love the fact that she has a cat named Olivia Benson after yes. Law and Order. That that just cracks me up. So. Uh huh. What's her other cat's name? I can't remember. Uh, shit, I don't remember either. Sorry, kitty cats. I only remember Olivia. <laughs> I know it's like another TV character. I just can't remember sure. who it is. But. In honor of Swifty's kitty cats and my kitty cat that recently passed away, we'll do we'll do an animal and her owner and see. And my boys uh, as well, Larry and Lloyd. Yes. So the first one's an adjective, so I will go ahead and put in certifiably fuckable. And the next one is an animal. And that's for you. Axolotl. Say what now? Axolotl. What the fuck is that? It's like a little, like, water hamster. Axel Wobble? Axolotl. A-X-O-L-Y-T-L. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> a water hamster with a tail. Yeah. A water hamster. It's fine. <laughs> a water hamster. Now I'm intrigued. Okay. An adjective for me. Let's say maroon. That's a song of Tay-Tay's I like. Yes. Okay. Um, for you, a name. Taylor Swift. There we go. Adjective. I'm going to say shady. Adjective for you. Vibrant. Vibrant. That's a good one. Another adjective. How about... Furry. <laughs> no boy. <laughs> <laughs> and an adjective for you. Moldy. Yo. Okay. <laughs> verb ending in ed. I'm gonna go with fucked. It's the easiest one. And now you have a verb ending in ed. Lounged. Hey. A noun for me. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. Let's just say vibrator. I know this is probably not going to be appropriate with the kitty cats, but whatever. <laughs> and a verb. Fart. Nice. And the last one is for me, a famous person. I'm going to hope this works out badly for that, so I'm going to put Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> And if it doesn't, then we can be mad at me. All right, here we go. Once there was a certifiably fuckable axolotl and his maroon owner, Taylor Swift. The owner, Taylor Swift, thought her axolotl was very shady. The axolotl disagreed. The, how many times do I have to say this? The axolotl thought he was very vibrant and furry and moldy. Nope. The axolotl fucked the owner. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tay-Tay. <laughs> Just going Mel Gibson here. The, the owner, water gerbil. 
That's Richard Gere, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Fucking dumb. <laughs> the owner had no idea. I have no doubt that Mel Gibson is in a shady shit like that, too. Um, the owner had no idea the axolotl could speak. The owner lounged out of her vibrator in amazement. Yeah, I can fart, said the axolotl. <laughs> yeah, said the owner. You fart just like Kanye West. <laughs> That was the perfect ending. (laughs) That was a good one. Okay. (laughs) I liked that. All right. So, um, I don't think we need to give any kind of intro to talk about Taylor. I think all the things that we've kind of discussed and what we want to say will come up in the songs. How many do you think we're going to have in common? Oh, my goodness. The amount of music that she has created there's just so many options i'm gonna go with three okay i think i think two or three it really just depends like like we talked about earlier this list could be interchangeable at any time depending on what you're going through what mood you're Mm -hmm. in what you're feeling um which is one of the good things about her music is that and even though haters gonna hate she really does have something for everyone lyrically Yes. Whether you like her voice or you like her melodies and what whatever, if you listen to the lyrics, you know she's got somebody for every something for everybody. <laughs> and there's they're very like ambiguous as far as their reference goes. Yeah, like you can what it means to you the first time you listen to it may be different than what the feelings it elicits the next time so like people will notice you know due to personal things on going on in my life right now you know i've got more of the the wham wahs and the the heartbreak you know whereas in three weeks or four weeks it's gonna be you know the fuck you songs or you know the So it's it's all about stages, and I love that about her music. And we've talked about it before. She has put out music for so long that it's almost like we've gotten to watch her grow up. Yeah. And and the other thing, I, I was just talking to George about this, actually. Uh, going back to the Eras tour for a second, I think another reason that it's such a big deal, I never thought about this, but Girl has three albums that have come out since her last concert. Mm-hmm. So... Because of COVID, you know, we've got Folklore, Evermore, Midnights, and nobody has seen them performed live before. So I and think, I think too, that's new like, for people. Yeah, as much as COVID sucked, I think it's done a lot for music because it gave artists like Taylor the chance to kind of seclude themselves and get back to the base of their artistry and, mm-hmm. you know, put out music that means something to them that isn't so record label driven. Right. And, you know, you've got the album, like with Folklore, you've got the album, but then you've also got like the Long Pond Sessions. So you've got the acoustic versions and mm-hmm. you could just tell she put a lot of work into it. Um, and before anybody comes at me with the, oh, Taylor Swift, all she writes is songs about boys and breakups, and her exes and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear that shit because almost everybody does that. Women just get picked on for it. I don't see people mm-hmm. throwing shade at Bruno Mars and Adam Levine. And, you know, there's not a lot of people I can think of right now. But everybody writes songs about their exes. Everybody writes song about, songs about heartbreak. Because that shit sells. Fucking so, John Mayer. Fuck, yes. Fucking leave human, her alone with that. He's a human trash bag. And nobody says yes. shit about him. 
And he even outright talks about them. If y'all read that Playboy interview, mm-hmm. I might have sued somebody after that. Yeah, Fuck sexual napalm, gross. Yeah. All right, well, let's get started, especially since we have a list of 10. <laughs> and I'm going to let you go first with your number 10. Can I give my, my one honorable mention first? You want to give it first, not at yeah. the end? Oh, okay. I can give it at the end. I can give it at the end, totally. Oh. Um, my number 10 is This Love. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> so beautiful. It is. Just the harmonies and the melodies and the way that it flows. If that song doesn't sucker punch you right in the feels. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That is such a beautiful song of hers. It is. And and I tend to gravitate um more towards those kind of songs of hers mm-hmm. which you'll see you know the the harmonic melodies and the whimsical kind of sounds or like the straight up heartbreak i mean if folklore could have been an entire choice it would have been my number yeah. one like like from start to end it's a story yes you know and, and you see it's like the soundtrack to a side I don't want to say silent movie because that makes me sound even stupider than I already do. But, you know, like they could do a silent film with that as the soundtrack to yeah. it. And it could tell you the entire story. And that's another thing about her, you know, her progression as an artist is that her language has changed. And yes. um, the first we'll time talk- I heard her drive, drop an F-bomb, I about pooped my pants. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I love it. I know. Um, okay, cool. Well, that is a good one. I didn't have it because I completely forgot about it. Wow. (laughs) I tried not to do too much research. I tried to just go from what my heart was feeling in the moment. Um, Because, again, there's so many. Mm -hmm. Okay. My number 10 is from the Fearless album, and it is 15. Oh. I, and again, the lyrics. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that happened with yes. my best friend. And, you know, when she says Abigail gave everything she had to a boy that changed his mind and we both cried, I've been in that exact situation. Mm-hmm. And so, and everything else about it is just, you know, I relate to that song so much as to the person I was in high school as far as, you know, thinking the best thing that ever was going to happen to me is if I dated someone popular on the football yeah. team and, you know, meeting your best friend's you know, I, when I went into ninth grade, I had changed schools. So not only was I walking and, and our school had transitioned that year. So that was the first year there had been freshmen in that high school. So I'm going in there as a freshman for the first time that freshmen have ever been there. And I don't know anybody. So I, I related to that song a lot. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked that one. It's just, Oh, that that one's a gut punch too. It especially, is, you know, if you remember what it's like to be a fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah, and if you don't remember, listen to that song because it will remind you <laughs> that it will. <laughs> and for any guy out there that has broken a girl's heart, like listen to that song. And if you wonder why she never wanted to talk to you again, listen to that song. It explains it. Yes. Yeah. That song is definitely a lot about like first love and heartbreak and just. Mm-hmm. Being a teenager in general and, and figuring know, things out for yourself, you know, because she says in the song, this is the life before you know who you're going to be. You don't 
you know, and she's you know, saying, I didn't know it at 15. Of course we didn't. We didn't know shit, but we thought no. we did. <laughs> so, so you, did you have that one or no? Um, no, I did not. Okay. That was almost um, on my, uh, it was almost on our Swifty listy for yesterday for songs with the number in them. Oh, oh okay. Good one. Good or one. songs that made me cry. Yeah, that I could have a whole, I, yeah. I don't even, anyway. Half the songs on this list make me cry, including yep. 15. So. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what's your number nine? Cornelia Street. Ooh, okay. Deep cut. I like it. I just, I love the place that she's in now as far as like her relationship goes. And I know 99% of that is private. Nobody knows, but I love that for her because we have watched her struggle so much with relationships and, you know, the information being put everywhere. And this one, it, you know, it gives us a little glimpse into it and with her life, you know, with him mm -hmm. and, you know, about, you know, how they walk that street and how if it ends, she'll never be able to go back. And it's just, I don't know. I'm so proud of her. I know. She's been through a lot of shit. Fuck you, Kanye West. Fuck you, Scooter Braun. That's all I have yes. to say. Um, Yeah, that is a really beautiful song and. Oh, good choice. I didn't I didn't write that one down either. Uh okay. Well, good choice. I'm kind of hoping for my number 9 it might be um one that we have in common. This is so I don't have a lot of her poppy catchy songs. Um I wrote a lot of them down and it was hard to choose which one, but um this one that I went with is from 1989 and it's Shake It Off. I have that as my number one. Nice. Yeah. That song Shake it off is, is a fucking anthem, y'all. It is. And with the things like I mentioned that are going on in my life, you mm -hmm. know, on a personal side, you know, it's kind of like you said, an anthem to be like, okay, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Like everything else doesn't matter. I have to get back to me and everything that makes me unique and fun and special and you know the sham that everybody enjoys and yes. not get stuck in all the irrelevant bullshit. And it's super fucking catchy. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It just is. But yeah, every time I listen to that song, a, I start dancing and B I'm just like, fuck all you fuckers out there that have done me wrong. I don't care about you. And the video. I love the video. Yes. Like when she's in the tutu dancing like, mm -hmm. did you ever see, like, the YouTube videos of people, like, dancing to that ridiculously in, like, grocery stores and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, a, it was a summertime anthem. I remember when that yes. came out, just, oh, it was, like, it was mood changing. You could be having the crappiest day ever, yeah. and that comes on, and you're like, okay, I'm good. And then you just, like, you can't help but dance. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those songs you can't help but feel happy when you listen to it. Yeah. That song is going to be a banger for the till the end of time, and I don't care what anybody says yep. about it. So they're going to be and playing that at my funeral. Say, I'm gonna shake it off. <laughs> they're going to play that at my funeral, and if people don't get up and dance, I'm going to haunt them. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Yay! We have okay. I I was hoping we would both have that one. Like I didn't pick a lot of those songs, but man, if "Shake It Off" isn't just the best, okay. 
All right. What do you have for number eight? It's a newer one. Labyrinth. Ooh. Yeah. There's okay. just, even though like, it's not one of those ones that I could sing along with word for word yet, because you know what it, like I said, it is new, but it's one of those ones that I could like just lose myself in. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy music to that or, you know, that does that for me. So that was definitely my number eight. Love that. I did not write that one down either, but um, definitely a great choice. That that album is really good too. But yes. again, I don't know that she has a bad album. So no. Well, funny, funnily enough, I don't think funnily is a word, but I just made it one. Uh, my number eight is a brand new track two from Midnight's and it's Vigilante shit. Oh, I love that. Again, that song is a fucking anthem right from the beginning. Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Oh, yes, the opening girl. line. As soon as you hear that first, um, like that first line, you know, that's like the first line. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Hey. Plus, if you have not seen her performing that on this tour, um, it made me go feral. I thought I might have to change teams. Like, it made me question my sexuality. So It was like a step up. Like, we originally heard I did something bad. Yeah. You know, and then now we're at vigilante shit. And we're like, she's stepping up her game. <laughs> yeah. And and the whole, I didn't start it, but I can tell you how it ends. Yes. Uh -huh. That And that whole song is just about people who have had enough and are, you know. I'm yep. dressing for revenge and you know, it's like girls are polite and this and that, but this girl had enough and now she's going after you. Love it. Yep. Love, love, love that song. Um, did you have that one? I did not. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, what's your number seven? The 10 minute version of all too well. My number seven too. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. I love, I mean, I loved it when it originally came out. I loved mm -hmm. it. But when she came out with the 10 minute version and the video that went along with it, yes. like, oh, could they find any two people more perfect to play those parts? Number one. Oh, and I know. just like the, the, the ugly crying I did while I watched it. I'm like, <laughs> she's at the bookstore and he's, he's just walking out and I'm just like oh my god yeah. and I'm so I like the way that it ended because you know they very could have easily had her chase after him and be like you know don't go you know and that's typically what women are used to seeing in love stories and you know rom-coms and dramas and everything there's some climactic moment that causes the relationship to fall apart and then yeah. something happens where they get back together. But not every relationship ends that way. And that's okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be. You just have to know when enough is enough. And you just, you know, like he walked out of there knowing. He's like, yeah, I probably lost the best thing I ever had. And yeah. I think she knew that that was him leaving. And she was like, yeah, I'm better off. Fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. I'd still do <laughs> him, though. Yeah. Well, we're too old for him. That's one of my favorite parts of the song. I'm not good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers will stay my age. Yeah. Yes, girl. That is yep. sorry. I'm gonna be saying that a lot. That's that, fine. 
that line is great. Um, and I think that song is a good example of how she's progressed as a songwriter as far mm-hmm. as her language. Yeah. She, she, when you look at the stuff that was added, she uses her, her lyrics now use a lot more imagery and a lot more metaphors. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, you call me up again just to break me like a promise. Like, holy shit, that's a stab mm-hmm. in the heart. Um, you kept me like a secret and I kept you like an oath. Like, yeah, all the new lyrics are just like, oh. And not only that, but I think a lot of that comes. I think she's always been this talented. But oh, everybody's yeah, like, oh, sure. my God. But I think it's because she's so talented that she her record labels gave her the opportunity to have more freedom with her music. She's not, you know, performing songs that other people have written for her because she's just that good. She can do that shit herself. Yeah, but I think when she first came out, of course, they. I mean, she's always yeah. written her own songs, but they want her to be like this. Appeal you know, to the masses. Right. Because if you go back and, which I don't know if this will come up, if you go back and listen to Tim McGraw, this stuff is there. Like the, yeah. that song lyrically, she, and all of her lyrics are good. Like there's always some kind of like, you know inside joke or some kind of metaphor but just as i think as she's gotten older and more experienced that's become a lot more of what her music is the storytelling has become a lot better yeah and the fact that you can you know people that have seen the show so far that she can keep your attention for 10 straight minutes a sing a 10 minute song and b keep everybody's attention is pretty impressive yeah so yeah, for those that don't, I, I assume people that love her already know, but I was just going to throw this out there that that all 10 minute version of All Too Well is on Taylor's version of Red. So if you're looking at the original Red, you'll get just the original one. But the 10 and then if version, you want to watch the video that we're discussing, it is on YouTube. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and of course, the melodies and the harmonies in that song are just fucking beautiful. Yeah. So. Got right. Well, yay. I can't believe we had it at the same spot. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, then, what is your number six? The Archer. Good. That's a good one. That's yeah. That's a good one. That's from Lover, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't heard that song in a minute. Yeah. It's one of the ones that, like, didn't get a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, but for the people that are true Swifty fans and they just, you know, listen, to an entire album like you have two varying types of swifty fans you have people that are like you know yeah i like that song and when it comes on the radio and totally cool awesome you know we love you um but then you have people like us who when taylor puts out a new album we press play and we go through the whole album yeah three or four times yeah figure out which ones we love the most listen to those a few more times then listen to the album again a few more times and then get a second opinion on the ones that weren't so catchy to us. And we're like, okay, now we love those too, you know, and (laughs) eventually we just find ourselves falling in love with the entire album. Yeah. And lover is a really good album. It Um, is. Lover is one of my honorable mentions. It almost made the top 10 that song. Cause it's so, again, so whimsical and beautiful. Um, Yeah. And I think the archer is great. Isn't this what came out? isn't lover what came out when she first started her relationship with Joe? Like, cause I know a lot of the album, it kind of centers around. I thought Joe was later than, but I don't remember. I think Cornelia part. street is on lover. 
and paper rings. Oh, is it? I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. They all mold together for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just have them on a playlist and it doesn't break it down by album. So. Yeah. I wrote all mine down and I, I did have to go back and look just to make sure I picked the right albums. But okay. That is a good choice. I I only have a few kind of more deep cuts, but you've you've got a lot. So I like that. Not picking all the super popular songs. Yeah. So Okay, my number six is the last, um, like, banger, really, on my list. And it is from Reputation, Look What You Made Me Do. Ooh, look what you made me do. I love that song. God, I love that song so much. It's, again, super catchy, but, you know, I love that that whole song is, because sometimes you just want people to get what's coming to them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to just say... Fuck you and your mom and your dad and your dog. Not really, but just like, you know. And she even says that. Maybe I got mine, but you'll all get yours. Like, yep. And talking about karma. Like, it's just, you know. <laughs> I think my favorite line in that song is the whole, the world moves on another day, another drama, but not for me. All I think about is karma. Yes. yes. I mean, that's, sometimes that's how you fucking feel. <laughs> and, like, she was, like, the victim of some mean girling. And mm -hmm. I think it's because, you know, weak women are threatened by strong women. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, and this song definitely had a lot to do with the whole Kim and Kanye situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the but most of Reputation was about how people had wronged her. Yeah. So, and, like, you know. tried to destroy her reputation. Yeah. So and she's definitely right. gotten the last laugh. Uh, yeah, she has. I mean, <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, it seems like she's gotten to a place in her life where she doesn't really have to care because because yeah. her cats are eating fancy feast all the yeah. time. Repu the reputation tour was the highest grossing tour of all time. And Eras is definitely going to top that. Yeah. And I don't mean just for her. I mean, for anyone. Yeah. So she she's got nothing to worry about yeah um did you have look what you made me do i did not okay cool all right what's your number five cruel summer yes i love <laughs> that one I, have, have you seen any of the tiktoks of her performing it no um, you need to find the i'll send you some there's there's some really good ones of her doing cruel summer Oh, I love that song. And like that song, it's you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's a really good one. And everybody in the crowd is singing along with it. Um, good. And Cruel Summer is also on Lover, right? I believe so, yeah. I think. Okay. Usually I can only picture the, picture the album cover and that's how I know which one it's mm -hmm. on. <laughs> but good choice. Okay. I... I had that on my long list. Um, I didn't even really make it an honorable mention, but again, I think there are no bad choices. Yeah, no. For sure there's not. Okay. So my number five is um, one that I, I love for both the lyrics and again, how harmonic and whimsical it is. Um, and it's from 1989, Wildest Dreams. I, let me look at this one, see if I have this one. It's on my list, but it's on my long list. 
Um, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, at the very beginning of the song, she's already telling you it's going to be like a, like a heartbreak song. Like, yeah. you know, I can see the end as it begins. So you already know it's like, and, oh God, the chorus is just so gorgeous. I so. had a friend that a few years ago, he, <laughs> his name was Alex and Alex was like the quintessential bad boy hysterical would you know post pictures or videos of himself in snapchat doing the shower beers and you know nice. just lived life to the absolute fullest he was a stock car racer motorcycles and just he lived a very 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 risky life and he would constantly post videos of himself singing this song on snapchat Aww. and it was so cute unfortunately he passed away in an accident but um you know, the, that's what I associate this song with is just laughing hysterically because I mean, he had <laughs> the tattoos and the just that's awesome. Yeah. And he would just belt this out and you'd see him and his and the other friends just singing hysterically loud <laughs> and drunk to this around bonfires and like they'd uh, sing it in Burger King and just anywhere they could, it would come on the radio and they would just belt it out. It was amazing. So anytime I hear this song, I associate it with them. Oh, well, that's a good, hopefully a good memory, even Absolutely. though he's passed away. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is just a great song. And, you know, I, I feel like hearing it, you know, in, like, like the bridge, she's like, um, you'll see me in hindsight, um, tangled up with you all night. I'm like, burning it down. Ugh, it's like, how many times have you had a breakup and you can just remember those nights where you had like, you know, the best sex or like the best, like, like the best you just, night. it's so, it's such an intimate line and it triggers like so many like intimate memories, you know, yeah. if you've been in a relationship for a long time, there's always certain nights that you remember, especially when it comes to intimacy, some that are, you know, better than others and some that just feel like the night, like that's the best night you're ever going to have. And yeah you can't forget that even if you're no longer together. So, right. No. Yes. And no, yes, no, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. No. What, what, where am I? Okay. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, okay. What is your number four? No, numero four is anti-hero. Yes. I kind of feel like this is like my song. Like, <laughs> it's me. Hi, Hi I'm, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. <laughs> like, I'm well aware. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I fully accept and embrace my antisocial behavior. <laughs> I am the first to admit that I'm a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's what makes well, me me. I meant, yeah, like me too. But yeah, yeah. you are too. <laughs> I'm definitely a weirdo. Like, and I'm okay with that. And I didn't used to be. I used to, like, try to make myself as small as possible so mm -hmm. I could fit into the, all the places where people wanted me instead yep. of, you know, making myself the big rock and then letting the little rocks fill in around me. Yeah. And that's definitely something you learn as, as you just get older and yep. you get more mature because yep. 
I, I well, remember let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I remember a few years before I, maybe right before I turned 40, I was like, I just don't give a fuck anymore. I yep. mean, and I mean, not about anything, but I mean, like, I, for me, I've always been a people pleaser and I would mm -hmm. torture myself if I even thought someone didn't like me. Yep. And that's been who I am for, that was who I was for a very long time in my yep. life. Like, if someone even looked at me sideways or I even heard that somebody might have said something bad about me behind my back, I would torture myself over it. And now you hyper fixate like, on it. Why do I care? Yeah. Like, and it goes back to that, that saying, you know, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. Exactly. Well, and I think another thing that is hard to learn that you learn as you get older. And I can say this with 100% certainty and probably even name two people that for me that this would apply to. Everyone is the villain in someone else's story. Yep. Whether you meant to be or not, you know, it, that's just how it is. Everybody's mm -hmm. not going to like you. Everybody's not going to love you. You're uh, you're not everybody is everybody's cup of tea. You exactly. just have to try to be a good person. And, that's and all as long do. as I have certain people sipping, that's fine. I'm good not being, you know, the flavor of the week. As long right. as I have my ride or dies that are good with my flavor of tea. I don't care. Fuck the rest. You know, I'm just like, meh. If you don't exactly. like my crazy, weird self, guess what? You don't have to be around me. If I'm too much, go find less. Exactly. That's exactly what I think, too. And, you know, it's it's hard when, when you can be the person who sees that you were the villain in someone's story. Because, mm -hmm. like, for me, you know, I always have two people that come to mind. And I'm like, it was never because I wasn't a good person. It was because I was immature mm -hmm. or not quite smart enough to read the situation. And so it's like, I wish I could go back and make amends for it, but I can't. And right. no matter what I say, you know, that person is always going to see me as the asshole, just like yep. there are plenty of people in my life that I'm always going to say they were the asshole and yep. they were at the time, but they may not be now, but it just is what it is. You have, right. to, you have to learn to live with it and shake it off. And I tell people all the time, like, I'm a good person. I'm just not a very nice one. I try like, to be both, but, you know, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Like, I'm not the type of person that's going to, like, blow smoke up your ass. If I think you're doing something that's wrong, I'm going to be like, hey, knock it off. You know, like, you're making right. yourself into a shady, shitty person. But at the same time, I'm not the type of person that is going to mix up, um, I'm not going to be cruel to someone and say it's honesty. There's no reason to be intentionally cruel and then try to disguise it as honesty. No, fuck that. Look at you. Look at you quoting all too well. I know. Nostalgically cruel in the name of being honest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, sorry for our rant there, but. You can't give you know. two girls a platform and <laughs> tell them to pick 10 Taylor Swift songs and then expect us not to go off. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about life lessons and. And that's a thing I support here at the SIP list all the time anyway. If if I can ever impart wisdom or whatever, and you may think I'm stupid, and that's your opinion to not bother me with. <laughs> yeah. And my biggest life lesson I will ever offer other females is make sure you wipe front to back. Oh, yeah. Because you do not want a Yeasty Boys concert. <laughs> 
No, you do not. Um, being diabetic, I have to deal with that way too much already. So yes, feminine hygiene is important as well. Live it, learn it, love it. Okay. Hashtag Monistat sponsor us. <laughs> yes, please. I'll or even at least say send which some ones, samples. Yeah, I'll even say which ones are the best ones because I've tried most of them. So. <laughs> okay, my number four. I feel like this may be the first song from this album that we've talked about. I might be wrong. I know for me it is. Um, it is well, actually, that's not true because all too well is from Red, but Taylor's version. But this one is from Red, and it is Begin Again. Ah, um, watch it, me begin again. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yes, because this song is all about finding someone who loves you for you. Yes. And, you know, again, talking about making yourself smaller to fit into people's boxes. Like, I'm I'm a weirdo. I'm an I'm a nerd. I'm embarrassing. Like, I dance and sing in public. You know, I laugh too loud. I, you know, probably love too much sometimes. And you know, when she's like, you know, he didn't like it when I wore heels, but I do. And it's it's crazy that you think I'm funny because he never did. And you know when you realize that you get out of a relationship where somebody doesn't like you for you mm -hmm. and you meet someone who does, it's life changing. It is. Whether it's, whether it's a friend or a, a lover or whatever, um, you know, that's just, it's, it's a great feeling to be able to be yourself with someone and not have to try to make yourself smaller or feel like exactly. you should. And I really feel like that has been my biggest blessing in the last five years or so is, you know, I've really shared my vibe to attract my tribe. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I have eliminated people that didn't fit into what I wanted out of life. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't want friends that I had to minimize myself or minimize myself to let them, you know, because they always had to be the one that shined. I don't want those people in my life. I want someone who builds me up and then has no problem putting me in my place when I need it, you know? Yeah. I and that will share the spotlight. Exactly. And be totally fine if the, you know, if the spotlight needs to go on one person and not the other, take it, have your moment. And I will be your biggest cheerleader from the sideline. You know, like those are the people that I want in my life. And I have yeah. really, really found that you know, with my friendships, my organic and true friendships. And then like through podcasting, I have found my people mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like my whole world has just kind of blossomed and it is such a beautiful view. I love it. Yeah. And I will say that's one amazing thing about podcasting is finding people with common interests and common goals and, you know, just like the same things you like and don't, you know, I mean, and Taylor Swift even said this herself, you know, if you, if you make somebody else feel like an asshole because they enjoy something or like something, you make them feel bad about it. You're the asshole. Like you're a bad person. If yep. someone's out, I, if I'm sitting over here enjoying Taylor Swift and singing, shake it off at the top of my lungs. How does that affect you? Mind your business. Let me be happy. Like yep. I'm not going to tell you not to be happy. And if it's so. someone, if I see someone in the grocery store jamming out, I'm going to go jam too. That make is always friends. me. Make friends. You always find me doing that in the grocery store, singing and dancing. Mm -hmm. Especially now that we're old and grocery stores are playing our 80s jams. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Love my it. grocery store songs are bangers now. <laughs> yep. <sighs> okay. Well, we are into our top three. Oh, this is where it gets messy. Ooh, mine too. Uh, my my next three songs will all be... Uh, we already know what uh, my number one is. So Heartbreakers. Well, that's true. All right. So what's your number three? My number three is My Tears Ricochet. <gasps> that's my number two. Yeah. Oh, that song. It just punches me right in the cooter. Like, yep. <laughs> makes me, it just makes me like, oh. And again, fuck you, Scooter. Mm-hmm. When you can't sleep at night, you'll hear my stolen lullabies. Fuck you, Scooter Braun. Yep. And that may not be what that's about, but that's what it sounds like to me. We can interpret it however we want yep. because that's the beauty about Taylor. For me, that, that song can be interpreted multiple ways. But when I heard it, you know, after I was like getting over the heartbreak of it, it's it, to me, it does feel like it's about that whole situation. You know, mm. it, you know, I don't he know. He stole from her. He, yeah. you know, he stole her soul for a while. Yeah. Like she puts her soul in her music. There's nothing. She gives nothing less than everything in her music. And there's nothing more personal than that. Like, no, that's beyond breaking someone's heart. That's like, yeah, stealing their very soul, stealing mm -hmm. art and livelihood and someone's creations. Like, and her experiences, those are her experiences, her memories. Right. And to have those tainted by, you know, him owning those, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, yeah. Guy. And making money off of, her heartbreak, her experience. Yeah. And yes, there are people making money off it, but those are the people that she has chosen to be mm -hmm. part of her life that, of course, are going to make money off her, you know, agents and record labels and whatever. But to have somebody that you truly despise own all of your music and have to re-record it, like, you know, luckily her fan base is so supportive that we rebought you know, it. She's going to be fine, but still that, and, and I have been her, the Taylor's versions. I own them all on vinyl. Yep. So, and then not only that, but then she gave her loyal fans like extra dessert because she made some of the songs even better. Right. Right. She's like, here, have another brownie. Yeah. And I'm Thank like, you for supporting me. <laughs> yeah. And they here, have a present. And I'm like, yes, girl. And I, I swear to God, if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Oh, God fucking gut punch of a lyric. Yeah. So good. That that whole song is just amazing. It's heartbreaking. And again, with the melodies, the harmonies, it's just. So he, since this is. Um, since it's my number two, I, my number three is also from Folklore, which we'll get to in a second. I, I know that I said this to you on Facebook, but. I feel like Folklore and Evermore don't get enough appreciation from a certain group of Swifties. But I think that those albums were for us. Like, yeah. those al those albums are for the literature girls. Yep. <laughs> they are for the girls who, you know, grew up reading romance novels and the Bronte sisters and Jane Austen. And Wuthering Heights. and Yeah. Like, all of the lyrics to those songs are so poetic. Yes. So it is like 100% pure poetry. And so 
when I've listened to folklore, I can't even tell you how many times yeah. I have it on vinyl. I I've listened to it a million times. I'm in it. I'm in a happy marriage. And I swear to God, I cried like somebody had stabbed me in the heart listening to that album over and yeah. over. Like if I were I'm going not heartbroken, to invest, but I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. If I were going to invest in music on vinyl, I would definitely start with Taylor. Yeah. I got the folklore, and this is the other thing she does, is they'll re she'll release them in different colors. Folklore, if you bought it from Taylor's website, had four different colors you could choose from. God, that was tough. I got it in purple. It's like a light. It's a lavender. Uh, it's really pretty. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was another one we had in common. So, since we're talking about folklore, we'll move on to my number three, which is Cardigan. Oh, I love that one, too. Again, if every song on Folklore could have just fit into one choice, I would have just said the whole album. Because mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, I feel, again, the melody, it, the music in the song is just gorgeous. But when she says, I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and said I was your favorite. That is like, if you were writing a love poem to someone, that's what you would say. Like, mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful lyrics that I've ever heard in my life. I want to be someone's old cardigan. I want to be. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. home is a person. Mm -hmm. It's not a, you know, it's not a place. It's a person. It's a feeling. And that's what I want to be to someone. And Taylor makes me think it's possible. So I'm waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up on and Facebook, I, anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know that song is, uh, you know, about heartbreak, but I think if you separate that one lyric, it's definitely about finding, again, finding someone who loves you for you. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you drew stars around my scars, but now I'm bleeding, and I knew you'd haunt all my what-ifs. I'm like, damn it, Taylor. You're like, girl's been through some shit, but damn it, she knows how to talk about Why'd it. Why'd you have to ruin that for me? But yeah, Cardigan is just, oh, okay. All right, so we are down to your number two. My number two is Style. Yes. Such a, a fun song. Such a fun song. I love everything about it. I like to, you know, oh, I love it. It's, just, it's, just, it's such a fun song. It is. And it's very pretty, even though it's more upbeat. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, again, with the music. Um, yeah, that's a great pick. I had that on my long list for sure. Yeah. And every time right. I hear it, I always picture her and Harry together. Mm -hmm. You know, just because, you know, you know it's about him. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's just, I love that not every song that she writes about her exes is a bash. You know, it's about happy memories, too. And style right. is definitely. And I think that, you know, when you people focus on the bad songs, like, you know, All Too Well and, you know, mm -hmm. Revenge and all of those, um, yeah. they lose sight of the fact that, you know, she also had to have, had to have inspiration for her fun songs and her happy love songs. And yeah. You know, so I think they don't focus on that, but this is definitely like you can, when she's singing, you can kind of picture their little memories, you know, even though you weren't there and you don't have an idea of what exactly happened, but you know, you're just kind of like, Oh, 
Yeah. And I have on my honorable mentions, I put some some of those kind of songs where it's yeah. like they're love songs that are like happy love songs. Yeah. Like she lover. does have a lot of those too. Yeah. Yeah. Paper lover rings. Is one of those. Um, okay. So my number two was my tears ricochet. We know your number one was Shake It Off. Mm-hmm. My number one is the song of hers that I will I have not one time ever listened to the song without tearing up at least. And sometimes I've ugly cried. Lots of times I've ugly cried. And it's because it's about first love and first heartbreak and it just takes it just takes you to a certain place in time. Um it's from Fearless and it's White Horse. Oh god. That yeah. one and you're not sorry are like hand in yeah. hand like just ah. Yes, White Horse. Fucking ugly cry almost every time I hear it. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's a song of hers I have to skip a lot unless I'm in a really good mood. So I know I won't cry. Yeah. Because it's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, you know, the lyric that really, because I felt this in my soul, is I was a dreamer before you went and let me down. Yep. Um. And, that, and not even just about love, even the world in general, I have felt that way about because, yep, you know, in relationships too, but also I've just always like tried to be positive and believe that people are good and believe that, you know, the world is a good place and I can change it for the better. And it's like in the past, you know, 10 years, the world's taken me down a peg or two, like I get real down and like, I can't, I can't change anything. I can't make a difference in anything. And then you, you have, can. Those... you can make yeah. a difference in your own piece of the world. You, you know, all you can do is hope that the decisions and the behaviors that you display to the world, you know, impact the people. And then the ripple gets bigger and bigger. You're like, yeah. you know, when you throw a little stone and then the ripple just gets bigger and bigger, bigger, like one small decision you make could impact someone and then they make a bigger decision and then that person impacts someone. So, I mean, yeah. that's how I look at it when I feel like I'm not making a difference or I don't matter. Like the world is always going to let you down. You just have to remember oh, yeah. that there's always something amazing. Like, you know, circumstances, like I've had some shitty stuff thrown at me over the last, you know, couple of years or so mm-hmm. and I everybody's like how do you stay so positive and I'm like I don't I give myself five minutes in the morning to be angry and sad and mad and feel whatever the fuck I need to feel and then once that's over I make myself shut it off and get on with the day because yeah you can't let the shit consume you because then you just start to stink yeah that it's hard though it's hard it for is. me and you know my husband's always like you know, he told me one time, you can't change the world. Like, you can't make a difference. And he didn't mean it that way, but he means it, like, because he sees me get worked up about stuff, and he sees how much stuff affects me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hate seeing you that upset over something that you have no effect on. And I'm like, eh, I'm never going to stop if trying. You can't, exactly. Even if you can't change the world doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Right. And then that brings me to uh, one of my favorite quotes I have ever heard ever. It's from Modern Family. And I think it's just like the truest thing ever um, because I'm I'm a dreamer. My husband is a realist. And I, I don't know if you've seen Modern Family, but mm-hmm. um, Cam's talking about, 
you know, there are dreamers and there are realists in the world. And you'd think the dreamers would find the dreamers and the realists would find the realists. Nope. But usually it's the opposite that's true because the realists need the dreamers to lift them up and the dreamers need the realists to keep them from, you know, flying too close to the sun or whatever. So I George like keeps you safe and you keep him wild. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, white horses, if you've ever had your heart broken and, you know, it's just, it's, it's really sad because it talks, there are things that change you and whether it's heartbreak or something else, you know, like being cheated on, like being cheated on changes you as a person. Like yeah. it changes how you see yourself, how you look at your next relationship. And unfortunately everybody gets their heart broken. And that's really what this song is about is how you could start out one way and then, you know, things just change. Yep. And it's just like, man. So yeah, I'm sorry I had to end my list with such a downer, but. But we still ha each have an honorable mention, so we could turn it around. Yeah. Well, I have a few honorable mentions, but I I'll let know. you, I'll let you go with yours first so I don't start crying. <laughs> okay. So my honorable mentions are, um, come back, be here. I, mm -hmm. you already know how I feel about that song. Yeah. Um, clean. Good one. And this one is, you were talking about this one makes, you know, White Horse makes you cry. This one makes me tear up. It's um, Long Live. Oh, yeah. And it's because it reminds me of my daughter and her best friend. They, oh. they found each other. They're, you know, boy and girl. And they have been the best friends since like freshman year of high school. And they found each other because they were talking about a show that other kids their age thought was babyish or didn't you know that they were too old to enjoy and they found each other because they were talking about it was it and my little pony no my daughter okay. still loves my little pony nobody tell her I yeah. said that. Uh, well, but no it was <laughs> yeah it was the descendants on disney oh we like that show. we still yeah. watch the descendants yeah but this was I think back Abby and when, I watched it like six months ago <laughs> yeah but this was back you know when high school was impressionable and yeah nobody wanted to you watch the disney channel and right. they sat there and they talked about it. And to this day, they still support each other. They still, you know, go out every month and celebrate, you know, each other's milestones. And they, you know, go to the mall together. And, yeah. um, you know, we support him. He's come out as bi. And, you know, he doesn't have the most supportive family system, Ugh. you know. Um so yeah so i'm like every time i see him mention it you know on tiktok or whatever and i'm like you know i just want you to find love i just want you to find someone who makes you feel the way you feel about them right you know i want that someone to make you feel bad and i don't care what gender they are what they identify as i want you to find love and you know he's not used to that kind of support and this it's always kind of just been them against the world and they love yeah. each other so much. And I'm so proud of them and the friendship that they've, they've built together based on their uniqueness and their quirkiness and their unconditional love for each other. That's so sweet. I love that. Me too. Love you, Bracey Poo. <laughs> well, so I, my first two honorable mentions are also tear jerkers. So I'll just get those out of the way. Um, talking about being a mom, never grow up. Oh, that's God, how we'll that never I, could, I could not yeah. put it on my list because, oh, God, 
Yeah. I actually, so I said, you know, White Horse is hard for me to listen to. Honestly, Never Grow Up, I almost can't listen to it ever. Yeah. Because I will always, always cry. Because we but, both have kids around the same age where, yeah. you know, we're stuck between still wanting them to, or still wanting to parent them and guide them and having them be at the age where they're making those decisions on their own. And it's such a heartbreaking age for us because yeah. it's that age where we have to start letting go, even though our maternal instinct makes us want to hold them closer and protect yeah. them from everything bad in the world. Well, and you know, a lot of times I feel like parents don't get to really vocally or otherwise experience the, you're not allowed to experience the heartbreak of losing your kids. Like, no. I can't, I can't believe this. I didn't mean to, but I'm going to go back to modern family. Um, there's an episode where Jay is talking about, you know, you have a baby and you fall in love with this baby. And then before you know it, they're gone and they're replaced with this toddler and you fall in love with this toddler and you know, you're, Every time you just get used to or love this version of your kid, they change into a different version. And then when they're an adult, every single version of them walks out the door at the same time. Yep. And it's like, you know, we love our kids, but we also don't get to grieve the loss of the kid we loved before them. Right. And I think more people should be able to talk about that because it, it's a real thing. You lose your kids every single stage of their life. They're changing yep. and growing and you want that. But fuck if I don't miss when my daughter was a toddler and wanted to be with me all the time or missed when she was a baby and she was, so, you know, so they're it's so okay. ugly and they smell good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Um, but Never Grow Up is an amazing song. I, I don't like to listen to it because it makes me cry. But it, if you've never heard it, it's worth a listen, yeah. especially if you're a parent. Um, the other one is Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Oh, and that was on my makes me cry list. Yeah. My, that song my list. That song can be interpreted a lot of different ways, but for me it came out not very I mean maybe like 6 or 8 months after I had a miscarriage. Yeah. And which was just, you know, that's a that's a new song. It's from um Evermore, so it's newish, right? Or is it Midnights? No, it's from Midnights. My bad. Um, so yeah, it was at least a year after, but for me, definitely listening to bigger than the whole sky was like exactly everything you think if you lose a baby or yeah. lose anyone. And I, I'm assuming she's again, her music can be interpreted in so many ways, but that was what it meant to me. And it's a beautiful song, but that's kind of anyway. Okay. Happier songs. I had lover. Um, Oh, sorry. Another sad one. Back to December. That one's good. I've been there too, where I've broken up with someone and then realized that was the the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Tay Tay is your bad. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Explain yourself, Casey. <laughs> Love you. Um. I also had Tim McGraw. That was the first song Ooh. of hers I ever heard and just thought it, again, was so beautiful. Um, and then the more fun songs, ours, um, Fearless, and You Belong With Me. You Belong With Me. Uh, that one is it's like... such a banger. It is. Oh, my gosh. And then I did miss one on my list. Where did it go? Uh, Tis the Damn oh, Season. The Which one? Tis the Damn Season. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's a good one. Um, 
Also, people are going to hate me. Don't hate me because I don't care what you think. I actually really like her cover of Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Which is still the best. But <laughs> I listened to a cover of hers today on Betty Davis Eyes. Ooh, really? It was good. Okay, well, you don't have to explain yourself, Casey. We're seeing your comment, but we don't know what you're talking about, so we can't laugh with you. Yeah, Captain you, Even though you LOL'd. Captain Ambiguous. <laughs> this is the um, house that stupidity built. Yeah, yeah, but it's our house, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> we can let in who we want. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a whole list, and I, de I definitely love, you know, those happier songs. I mean, we are never getting back together. Come on. Yeah, I like, know. <laughs> um, I and I, will I was say, thinking about in the shower today. <laughs> nice. I really like Mean. Um, Did that one I don't really like. Well, the, I'll tell you why I like it. And I was actually going to make this into a TikTok. Um, I will, I like it because it's obviously about all the mean people that have ever, you know, when you're sitting in a bar going on about how I can't sing, like, well, jokes on them. Yeah. But at the Grammys, she performed mean and she changed the chorus at the end to say, someday I'll be singing at the Grammys and all you're ever going to be is mean. And I stood up and yelled when that happened. I was like, yes, vindication. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I just, you know, a lot of her songs are really fun. Yes. All right. Well, this was fun as well. I'm so glad um, I have a Swifty friend. Yeah, me too. Cause I, I, I don't have a lot that are like, like, I have a few that like her, but I don't have very many that are, like, hardcore, you know. Give me three again, hours to pick ten. I, I don't care what people think. No. So. I'm a middle-aged woman, and I listen to Taylor Swift. Woo-woo. And it took me a while to become a Swifty. Like, I thought her music was cute and catchy, and it wasn't until I really started listening to the lyrics. Um, I think Reputation is really where I started appreciating her as a lyricist. And then I had to go back and re-listen to everything. And then, of course, she's only gotten better. So I think I, I started getting on board around 1989. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Because that, that was... I loved Welcome to New York. and Yeah. Yeah. How You Get the Girl. and Yes. That was a good one, too. Um, I love ours. The... Um, people throw rocks at things that shine. It's mm -hmm. like, yep, they do, but again, just shake them off. Yep. Shake it off. 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 <laughs> so, it's so catchy. Just... You can't not. So, Larry's tail right. even wags to that one. Aw, Larry. Um, all right. Well, Shanna, why don't you talk about our show that we have together? Real quick, like surprise, Amanda and I have another show. <laughs> <laughs> it is where we take old and cold cases and breathe new life into them. It's a show called Crime Rewind, and it drops every Tuesday where we talk about cases that uh, don't really get much attention anymore or haven't got really gotten any attention from the start and give them a fresh look. Um, I do the research, and Amanda goes on gut feeling, and we try and solve a crime. Yeah. And so far we haven't solved one, but you know, at the very least we're 
bringing attention to cases that deserve it. You never Um, know when someone might hear something and be like, you know what? Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. Um, Not quite as fun as, like, this episode was. Of course, you know, crime is a serious thing. We don't want to make it too, you know. We're no Georgia and Karen from, um, um, what the fuck is that? My favorite murder. They can make Nor their are shows we James really- Petragallo or Jimmy Wisman from Small Town Murder. Please. Yeah. We're funny, but I don't think we're good enough to make murder funny and still not offend people. So it's yeah. a more serious show. <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, but I do strive to be like Karen and Georgia in, in case they're listening and want to have a muse or want to train somebody. You want protégés? We can be your protégés. Yeah, and that goes for Jimmy and James as well. Yes. You guys are fantastic. And I know we're friends on Facebook, so there's a chance you might hear this. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, so obviously you can find me here on the SIP list and at Crime Rewind. And I also co-host an evening at the movies with Casey. And if you're watching live in about three hours, we will be recording evening at the movies. And it's the first episode in a while because Casey's been out of commission, so definitely glad to be back. Um, Hashtag this is zombie bite. Yes. <laughs> hey, he recovered. He's not a full-on zombie. So when he gets her microwaving his arm too long. Yeah. I don't know. I'll next time I see him, I'll ask him to chase me, and if he can catch up with me, then maybe he's a zombie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can run faster, scared than he can mad. So you might have. A... Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have to find out. Yeah. Um, I'm good for I mean, like three feet. I'm a distance sprinter for three feet and then I'm done. If you ever see me running, it's not good. Yeah. So just know that if, if I'm running, that means you should run too. Um, so yeah, we will uh, have Chansey on and we will be doing a Chansey versus Amanda horror trivia competition. To and I will back. be keeping score. And yes. Uh, Shan will be our our scorekeeper, so tune in for that. And yeah, um, in the meantime, if you're having Swifty FOMO like I am, uh, just shake it off and just keep sipping. Goodbye. Have fun double fisting with Amanda and I. (laughs) Double fisting, not fisting. Double fisting, double fisting. (laughs) Not double fisting, damn it. (laughs) 